The Cinnamon Forest, Chapter 15 No, help! Veronica cried, thrashing her arms and legs. Mom! Dad! Elise! She awoke, expecting to find herself forty feet high near one of the most dangerous volcanoes on Earth, but her pillow was too fluffy and her blanket too warm. She could hear her sister Elise snoring somewhere nearby. Oh, thank goodness, she sighed. It was only a dream. She pulled the soft blanket over her head, but something sharp poked her in the back. Her heavy eyes opened to a haze of white moon gleam. Veronica, wake up, it's time to go. The voice was familiar but far away. Her eyes widened and she saw herself as she was, dangling in the trees of a cool summer night, the pearl fields of Mount Mystery a day's walk away. Which is real? She croaked. Sleepyhead, we have to go, Maddie repeated, poking her again with a marshmallow stick. I think, I think I had a bad dream, Veronica said. Yeah, you think? Maddie said plainly. I've been trying to wake you. What happened? I thought it was real, Veronica said. I was standing in the dark over a fiery pit. I tried to yell, but no words came out. All I could hear were voices, voices I knew, chanting in the night. Sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. Everything went white. A hand pressed my back. It was the Diamond King. He pushed me, and I fell. Dad! Maddie called in a sing-song voice. The Diamond King gave Veronica a nightmare. The captain hoped he'd heard her wrong. What did you say? You know, your story from last night, she said. It gave Veronica a nightmare. Did you see his face? He said. What? Why? Said Veronica. Does it mean something? No, dreams mean nothing, the captain lied. But he had heard of other stories, other visions of the Diamond King in the Cloud Forest, and no one had ever seen his face. What's more, something terrible always happened to the dreamer, and not just in the dream. As a boy around a campfire, the captain learned the curse of the Cloud Forest, that a dream of the Diamond King there was more than a dream. It was a looking glass. She would be dead soon, he thought. He laughed at himself. What a silly superstition. Dreams don't matter. Unsure of what to make of it, he made nothing of it at all. Let's go, he said. It was five o'clock in the morning and the blue light of false dawn bathed the forest in an eerie glow. The four adventurers climbed down from the trees, packed up their things, and grabbed their hiking sticks. They set out at a brisk pace through the pre-dawn dark. Suddenly, the trees changed, and the pungent aroma of cinnamon cider filled their nostrils. A spicy paradise enveloped them. Girls, this is the cinnamon forest, the captain explained. Every tree you see is cinnamon, nutmeg, or clove. You'll know the cinnamon by its smell, the nutmeg by its yellow flower, and the clove by its pink-brown fruit. Maddie could not resist the clove. She picked one and bit into it. A bitter sweetness flooded her mouth. Her eyes watered and her tongue went numb. Death, can't we stop for a think? She managed. There's a clearing just over the hill, he said, pointing. We'll stop there. The puffy-eyed hikers shared yawns and continued up the hill. They could hear the popping and cracking of rock like gunfire in the distance. Suddenly, the trees cleared and Mount Mystery burst into view. 
Blue lava rivers blaze down the volcano like surreal sapphire fingers, spilling into a deep gorge just out of sight. A steel-blue fountain illuminated the peak. Veronica could not believe her eyes. Mount Mystery has blue lava, she exclaimed. It only looks blue at night, her father said. Mount Mystery erupts sulfur. Sulfur is yellow, but it burns blue. What you see is the steel-blue flame of molten sulfur. He pointed to a boulder pile. This is as good a place as any, he said. Let's break here. Maddie slurped from her canteen, gargling and rinsing the bitter clove from her mouth. The others took off their packs and rested on the rocks. Veronica sniffed in the cinnamon aroma and thought of her mother's candles. Veronica looked up at the volcano. How can anyone climb that? she wondered. She distracted herself by drawing with her hiking stick in the soft dirt. She sketched herself climbing up Mount Mystery toward a giant pearl at the top. On finishing her masterpiece, she stuck her stick between two rocks. Hey, Maddie, look at this, she said proudly. Maddie had the canteen to her lips. She spit out her water, spraying her dad. Veronica, she yelled, your stick is on fire. Veronica looked down. Sure enough, flames engulfed the bottom of her hiking stick. She yanked it from between the rocks and smothered it in the dirt, ruining her drawing. Yes, um, please do mine the ground, the captain said. The earth's crust can be thin around here, in some places very. Test the ground with your stick so you don't fall through. Maddie yawned. It was too early in the morning to worry about falling through the earth, she thought. The clamor of sparrows in the gloss of the nutmeg leaves called the captain to action. Daybreak is coming, he said. We have to move. They rose and walked in single file through the pungent forest. The sun cracked the horizon. Great wafts of smoke billowed from the peak. Not good, the captain said. The summit's off limits. We'll have to go around. But what about the pearls? Veronica asked. The pearls are said to be in two places her father said. At the crater at the top and in the sands of the far side, we can still make it to the far side. We just have to go around. Veronica calculated that her chances of finding pearls had just been cut in half. But we came for pearls, she said. Remember, for mom? That's enough, her father said. The captain is right. We can't risk our lives when we can see, plain as day, just how dangerous. He stopped. He had just stepped past the last tree of the cinnamon forest. Behind him, a spicy grove grew out of the warm earth. In front of him and across a deep ravine lay a moonscape pocked with craters the size of school buses. Here, the earth pulsed with power. Geysers steamed, mud pots boiled, and stones smoked like ghosts in the spectral fog. In front of them, white limestones stepped down the ravine each an infinity-edged pool of pale blue boiling water. The water flowed step by widening step into the ravine below. It could have been the stairway to heaven if it weren't the stairway to hell. Grab your volcano booties, girls, the captain said. That water looks hot.